Thank you for listening to the Trash Talk Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can find us on SoundCloud, and make sure to follow us on Twitter at T-R-S-H-T-L-K-Pod. That's at T-R-S-H-T-L-K-Pod. Now, to the podcast. What's good, podcast fam? This is the Trash Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Greg Warshaw. This is your other co-host, Michael Froline. And we are going to start off with week one takeaways, the first week of the NFL season's in the books. And to be honest, my first takeaway is there was more bad than good. Uh, let's Let's not be fooled. There's really no preseason. Only the people that don't really play in the games, the bench warmers, they actually have a preseason, but the players that the stars like Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, well, Andrew Luck was hurt, so he didn't have a preseason, but the stars in the NFL, they really don't have a preseason. That's more, it's more of a televised walkthrough more than anything else. They don't take it seriously. It's a chance for the guys at the end of the roster to make the cut and pretty much they don't really take it seriously, so they don't really have uh, good practice going into week one, and that's why so many teams like the Falcons, they kind of struggled with the Bears when everyone thought that they were going to blow them out, and the Steelers barely beat Cleveland. It's because there's really no preseason. I totally agree, Greg, but the thing that really stood out to me was how poor Seattle was. I don't know if it was a lack of preparation or Green Bay just played very well, but they just struggled throughout that entire game. The offensive line actually looked worse than they did last year. Um, Russell Wilson was under constant duress. And even when he wasn't, he looked rusty. He wasn't very good. Their entire offense struggled. Their defense played decently, but eventually uh, Rodgers got to them. So my first real takeaway was how poor Seattle was. Um, You heard me talk about them in the last podcast and how much I hate them. And it's really just because their offense just can't do anything. The offensive line really is the most important positions in the NFL. You can have the best quarterback in the world. Look at Andrew Luck, but he still can't achieve anything with a poor offensive line. Um, So I think until they really try to fix the offensive line, they're just going to struggle. Yep, and that feeds into my second takeaway. Seahawks, you get what you pay for. The Seahawks have the cheapest offensive line in the NFL, and according last year to advanced analytics for the offensive line, they were the second-worst offensive line in the league. When you have um, such a good roster and a quarterback like Russell Wilson, you need to invest in the offensive line for protection. Let me ask you guys something. If you are going to go skydiving, would you pay for the cheapest instructor that looks like a hillbilly and operates out of a rink-eating shack called Eddie's Skydiving Inc.? No, you wouldn't. He's not even certified. You would pay for that extra safety and security when you go skydiving. You'd pay for the instructors that are certified. Seahawks, you need to pay for safety for Russell Wilson. Let's be honest. You guys, your season's dead if Russell Wilson's hurt. And uh, since 2012, Russell Wilson has been hit the fourth most of any quarterback in the NFL. Luck leads it with 375. Ryan Tannehill second with 364. 
Matt Ryan's third with 354, and Russell Wilson is fourth with 349 hits. Well, the really interesting thing about this is it kind of looks like Seattle's window has closed at this point because it's the middle of the season. They're not going to really be able to improve their offensive line unless they trade away major pieces. So you can kind of already put this year in the books. They might make it to the playoffs. They still have a good roster. I don't think they will. But even if they do, when they face elite pass rushes like Dallas or Atlanta, Atlanta's not even that elite, but you look at the playoffs last year, it just dominated Seattle's offensive line. And that's why I don't get why Seattle hasn't invested in their offensive line. They've, For as much success as Seattle has had, they really should have more. They've had... I think a top three defensive unit in NFL history, when you really look at it, the past like five seasons, four of those seasons, they've been ranked number one in the NFL in defense. They've had such a talented roster, and to come away with only one Super Bowl so far, I think is a little bit of a disappointment. Well, it's more than a disappointment when you look at their roster. They easily have the best defense in the NFL. They have not my favorite quarterback, but a very above-average one, Russell Wilson. They had a great running back in Marshawn Lynch. They have good receivers, too. It's not like they're lacking in skill positions. And going back to the offensive line, how bad it is for the Seahawks, they didn't address it at all in the offseason, and they even went out and got Sheldon Richardson to bolster that already really dominant defensive line, so you would think they would address it more. And just another um, stat that showed how poor the Seattle offensive line was last year is Russell Wilson had the third most throws outside the pocket in the NFL. Translation, he was running for his life. And in week one against the Packers, uh, the trend continued. He had the most um, passes from outside the pocket. He was throwing from outside the pocket on a third of his throws. A third. And that's just not going to get it done for the Seahawks. If Russell Wilson's running for his life every single game, he's bound to get hurt. His production will fall off, and the Seahawks will be screwed. Yep. So following the rusty takeaway thing, I don't know if you watched the Carolina game yesterday, but Cam Newton looked horrible. I, it honestly one of the worst performances I've seen in a very long time from a quarterback. Um, he continued to miss his open receivers. I think there's probably five or six passes where he just airmailed it when he had guys that were wide open. They ended up winning the game because they were playing San Francisco, but if they played anyone that was halfway decent, they would have gotten killed. Um, and I really think this kind of uh, shows where Cam Newton's at. I don't really th- I want him. I, I like him as a quarterback, even though I like Atlanta. I think he he's very talented, but his mechanics were just so poor, and they continue to be so poor. I don't see them getting much better, and I think this might be another year where it's the same thing for Carolina, very underwhelming. And my last takeaway from week one is Andrew Luck might be the most Actually, he is definitely the most valuable player in the NFL. Don't get me wrong. He's not the best player in the NFL. But of the best players in the NFL, he is on the worst team by far. The Colts team without Andrew Luck looked like a mediocre Big Ten team. I think there are – honestly, I think Alabama could probably beat the Colts without Andrew Luck. They looked horrible. The year before they drafted Andrew Luck when Peyton Manning wasn't their quarterback, when he was hurt that whole year, they went 2-14. and After drafting Andrew Luck, they had four straight seasons of 11 and five records, which is remarkable considering that talent or that roster is completely devoid of talent on the offensive line and defensive side of the ball. Ryan Grigson, their old GM, for some reason would never address the offensive line in the draft. He always liked to draft 
like five ten receivers that were super fast, like um, Philip Dorsett, and he never really gave Andrew Luck any help. He continually struck out on draft picks, and if you remember that stat that I just said um, in the previous segment about uh, the most hits, the quarterbacks that have gotten hit the most since 2012, Andrew Luck leads that category with 375 hits. And last year alone, he was sacked second most in the league with 41 sacks. And we think that Andrew Luck had a down year last year when if you really look at his stats, they weren't that bad considering he was hurt and he had no one else on that offense to throw to. Um, his QBR was seventh in the NFL. Um, that was ahead of guys like Matthew Stafford, who a lot of people think had a great year. Um, he was above Ben Roethlisberger in that category. He was above Derek Carr, Philip Rivers, Russell Wilson. Um, Andrew Luck did not have that bad of a year last year. I think it just speaks to how high our expectations are for Andrew Luck. And he, in my opinion, is the most valuable player in the NFL. Um, actually, I agree with you most ways, but in one way, I disagree. I don't think he's just the most valuable player in the NFL. I think he's the best player in the NFL. Wow. If you look at his team, it's just so terrible. Um, and he was able to take them to an AFC championship game. Everyone loves Brady, and they talk about how he does so much with so little. When you talk about a, t- a quarterback that had to do so much with so little, Andrew Luck is the quarterback that's had to do that his entire career. He's never really had any real talent around him. He's led this team to multiple division championships, taken his team to the AFC championship game. Um, I think he's easily the best player in the NFL right now. And I thought I was high on Andrew Luck. I think he's definitely top five. I don't know if he's the best. I, I think Aaron Rodgers is better than him. But let's move to who's hot and who's not. Um, my hot players are really, in general, rookie running backs. Um, Kareem Hunt had most yards from scrimmage of any rookie in his debut against the Patriots. Um, Dalvin Cook ran wild in the Saints in Monday Night Football. He had like 127 yards on the ground. And Leonard Fournette had a strong showing for the Jaguars also with about 100 yards and a rushing touchdown. You get, can't forget, forget about Tariq Cohen from the Chicago Bears. Yep, he looked he also ridiculously did. good against Atlanta. Um, there's one specific play where he turned the entire defense around. He started running one way. He had the entire defense on one side. However, he was still able to screw around the entire defense for like about a 60-yard game. Ridiculously good player. Um, for players who aren't hot, did you see AP on Monday night? I'm sure you were happy about that one. I thought he was going to have a horrible year, but he was going to go off against us, and I was wrong about our game. He looked brutal. I was telling people, I think he is the most overrated superstar of our generation. I He didn't translate to many wins for the uh, Vikings when he was with us. <laughs> no, I fully agree with that. He um, he was a very good player, but I don't know if he's overrated in a couple of years ago, but nowadays he's definitely not worth it. Um, another player who really struggled, Andy Dalton. I think that was probably the worst, actually, yeah, it's probably the worst game I've seen QB play. <laughs> it's hard for me to remember anything worse than that game. Andy Dalton, yep, that's the who's not hot is Andy Dalton. 
Um, okay. It's trend for Andy Dalton to look at a picture of him. The days are numbered in Cincy of Andy Dalton and uh, Marvin Lewis. I think Marvin Lewis will get fired at some point this year, and Andy Dalton will not be their quarterback next year. Uh, they got beat 20 to 0 against the Ravens. Um, let's see, he, he was 16 for 31 with a 51% completion percentage. 170 yards and four picks with a quarterback rating of 28.4, which is historically shitty. I think I can probably go out there and play better. You know, if I just held the ball and got sacked every time, I wouldn't really technically be worse, could it? Just hand it off? I mean, honestly. Um, Another person who's hot, I can't believe I'm saying this, is Jared Goff. He actually looked decent, but again, I think that was more of him just playing the Colts, who are a de facto college football team rather than a professional team without Andrew Luck. Um, he looked great. And I think he had the highest quarterback rating of all the quarterbacks week one. Do you think that this is golf um, finally learning the offense actually becoming, is going to become a good player or do you think it's just a one week thing? Um, I think this goes along the lines of in really week one, you can't really discern much from what happens. I gonna hold off on any predictions for Jared Goff yet because I think anyone who plays against the Colts Colts is gonna have a good game um I think we just need to give him time I think he's he's not as bad as he was last year but he definitely isn't as good as he was um against the Colts and then one other uh hot player actually not really a player this time Tony Romo he had a really excellent uh, commentating debut. Um, I listened into a bit of that game. He was really good. Tony Romo was extremely impressive. He gave insight that really Phil Sims wouldn't give. I mean, and Phil Sims doesn't he give also, any insight, to be fair. And he was also predicting plays. A lot of the analysts don't predict plays. They just react to it and say, oh, of course that would happen because of our meetings with him so-and-so earlier in the week. And Tony Romo was actually predicting plays. And for the most part, from what I saw, he got them all right. But going back to Jared Goff for just a second, he had a quarterback rating of 118, which is ridiculous. Um, that's That was the best in week one. But yeah, Tony Romo looked great, and I think he made a good decision not playing football anymore. <laughs> yeah. And now are we, we are going to move into predictions for week two. Um, I'm going to start with my upset of the week. I'm going to go with the Eagles over the Kansas City Chiefs. That game is in Kansas City, and they are favored by four and a half points. Um, I think the Kansas City Chiefs just really pounced on the Patriots. I don't think they're actually that good for the rest of the season. I think the Patriots kind of underestimated them and were kind of feeling themselves going into that game. And I really liked what I saw from Carson Wentz in week one and really all of last year um, as a rookie. Uh Last week, Carson Wentz had, it looks like, a 66% completion percentage. He had 307 yards, two touchdowns, and a 96.8 quarterback ranking, which was in the top 10. Um, I think the Eagles have maybe the best tandem of offensive and defensive lines in the NFL. Their offensive line is great, and their defense, I think, is really underrated. So I really like the Eagles going into Kansas City and taking that game. My upset pick is the Redskins beating um, the Rams. I don't really know how that's an upset. Um, the Redskins are honestly a much better team. Um, I think this is one of the t- times Vegas really fluffed their odds. 
Um, I think that the Rams had a very good week one, but they're playing a very weak team. And I think that the Redskins are going to come in, especially after the loss to the Eagles, and be more focused um, and really go in there and hand it to the Rams. I think the Rams are especially going to get exposed a little bit more on defense. You're going to have a quarterback who can throw down the field a lot better than Scott Tulzien. Um, so I really think that the Redskins offense is going to put a lot of pressure on Jared Goff to really throw the ball down the field. And I think Goff's going to struggle when he's forced to make these throws into coverage. Um, I think he's good, but he's still very much developing, so he's going to struggle with that. And I think because of that, the Redskins really might run up the score on the Rams this week. Um, next is the game I'm most looking forward to watching, and that's going to be the Sunday night game, Green Bay at Atlanta. Atlanta gets to open up their new stadium, and that's a showdown of the runner-up for MVP last year and the MVP winner in Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. Both are capable of scoring 40-some points. I think it's going to be a shootout. Um, the Falcons are favored by 2.5 at home. Um, I like the Packers. Whenever you have Aaron Rodgers, you can win any game. Don't get me wrong, Atlanta by far has the better roster, but in the NFL, quarterbacks can make up for a lot, and the best quarterback in this league is Aaron Rodgers by far. And I think he pulls out. I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Packers win by three, and it's going to be something like 37-34 Packers. Um, I kind of disagree with you a little bit on that. I think I do agree that Green Bay is going to win this game. Um, but I think it's going to be much more defensive than you think. I think that Green Bay's offense is going to struggle in this opening game in Atlanta. It's going to be very noisy. And Rodgers, especially at home, depends on the hard count. And he's not going to be able to do that in Atlanta as well, or as effectively. Um, and I think Atlanta's offense, it's looked a little bit off. The new offensive coordinator they hired, they hired Steve Sarkeesian, uh, has decided that they want to become a run-first offense. I don't really understand why that would be when you have the best receiving core in the NFL. Um but this seems to be something that's very near and dear to him, so it looks like they'll continue <laughs> that. So I think that Green Bay will win to be closer to 24-21. to 21. It'll be a little, little lower scoring. Though. Wow, you're taking the Packers also. I am. I Against your Falcons. I, I just It's one of those games that would be too classic at Atlanta for them not to lose. They, they, they have to. And then another game I'm really looking forward to watching is, or more intriguing, I guess, that I'm looking forward to watching is the Lions at the Giants. Uh, I think this is a must win for the Giants just because of their culture in the locker room. I think that's the most combustible team in the NFL when you have egos like Brandon Marshall and Odell Beckham. Um, if they drop to 0-2 and Manning is struggling, I don't see how they can come. They can recover from that. I think the Giants are the most overrated team in the NFL. I know a lot of people pick them to go to like the NFC Championship game and to make the playoffs going into the season. I don't think they're that good. Um... It really, their whole offense depends on the health of Odell Beckham. And like I said in the previous podcast, when I give you the name of a team, the first person you think of is a wide receiver. That is not a good thing for that team. Wide receivers are not that that important to a team. And when you're by far your best player is playing that position, it doesn't bode well for the team. And the Lions, a lot of people criticize Matthew Stafford's salary. I think he's worth every penny. Look what he did for that traditionally horrendous franchises made him relevant. Um, I think he's an underrated quarterback in the NFL, definitely top 10. And he has magic in the fourth quarter. Last year, he set a record for most um, comebacks in the fourth quarter. And again, this in week one, he 
overcame a fourth quarter deficit deficit against the Cardinals, and he pulled that game out. I think the Lions are going to beat New York. Um, New York's favored by four points, and I think the panic will soon ensue in New York. Um, I agree with you on the fact that in New York, especially with the media there, you can't lose two straight, especially in the way they lost that first game. Um, however, I think they're going to right the ship and win this game. I think that the Lions, they're a very good team, but they're going to struggle on the road, and I think that New York really is going to step up to the occasion. Eli Manning, for however much of an idiot he generally is, I think he has his <laughs> moments. I think Monday night's going to be one of them. And that will conclude our Week 2 edition of the Trash Talk Podcast. Enjoy watching football this week. We will be back next week. Until then, peace. See ya. We get a weakness. You gotta see this. Remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances. Finesse a nigga with some counterfeits. But now I'm counting this. Parmesan with my.